once again, it is that time, that good time, to get real with Ronald E. Smith. And my guest today is a very special person. She's born in a place <laughs> where they hold the deadliest, scariest animals. <gasps> you, know, you know it's true. <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. I'm talking with voiceover actor herself, Miss Candace V. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really well, Ron. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> deadliest. <laughs> Look, that's really all. Every time on television, that's all we ever see about Australia. They got some of the scariest, <laughs> meanest animals. I saw one animal y'all got, what, the red, <sighs> spi the red spider? I'm all like, no, okay, y'all keep this. I'm cool. <laughs> okay, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Let, we got to change the stigma. <laughs> <laughs> you get, get rid of all of them. That's what we all got to do. <laughs> I live I live in the suburbs. I'm 40 <laughs> minutes from the city. There there ain't no dangerous lizards around here that I know of. <laughs> oh, see, we can hide stuff from us already. But just we we just start too. My goodness, Candace. But mm -hmm. this is as you know in the show, getting real. We love to talk to so many great and talented people and just to sit back, relax, have a good drink with us, and just get to mm -hmm. know who they are inside and out. So hmm. let's just get it started right now with Candace. In your life right now, mm -hmm. how have you been holding up with everything that's been going on in 2020? Because 2020 definitely is a year we'll never, ever forget. Oh, gosh. It's been crazy, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, in America, we, it's been nonstop, you know, so I can imagine how you guys are handling over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I hear so many things that are happening in, uh, happening in America and all of these cases that are showing up so much. <laughs> the question's about me, but I was about to ask you, how are you holding up? <laughs> I have been bored. I have been boarded up in my home and just saying, you know what, just bring 2021, okay? 2020, mm. you win. I, I just don't want to deal with you anymore. Mm, 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 mm. Well, um, I guess for me, um, I've actually been, <laughs> the, my lifestyle doesn't, hasn't really changed that much, really. I'm, I'm very fortunate that, uh, both my parents still have a working income. Both of them are considered, um, essential workers. My mom's a nurse. Um, oh. my dad works in a factory that, um, it, it, they work with food. So we need food. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> um, yeah, and honestly, I, I've just taken this opportunity to like um, to to do to work on more projects and and um, personal projects, passion projects, things that I've always wanted to work on. And um, I discovered that uh, I work pretty efficiently from home, um, so that that gives me hope, I suppose, if I want to continue freelancing from home. Uh, this is great practice. Um, I've been taking my studies online and that's been pretty good too. Um, I feel like I've been more diligent than I ever have been in previous years <laughs> with my studies. So, so that's been great. Um, but yeah, I would say the only challenge has probably been homeschooling my seven-year-old brother. <laughs> same. I'm, I'm the same with you with my sister. Her mm -hmm. schooling online has not been easy at all. Oh gosh, um, how how old is she? I mean, for her, you know, she she's twenty, but this is the first time oh. she's ever she's ever done, you know, like online college, and it's a oh. rush. Oh yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. Um, but I feel like 
Yeah, the transition wasn't that drastic for me. I suppose. Uh, I actually, I love staying home. <laughs> I have Jeez, everything I mean. that I need. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with staying home. Some some people can, can love it, but I know other people who are just like, I need to see people. I need, I need to hang with somebody because I can't stand being home. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally get that. And I do miss um, my friends, miss the homies. But for the most part, I mean, I've been, I've been calling out my friends on Zoom or, or Discord and things have been great like i'm i'm all right um i'm also surrounded by my brothers so i guess the social aspect is is okay for me as well Uh, i know some people aren't as not as fortunate as as i am and i'm really grateful i i'm really thankful for our um for how we're holding up and 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 that's very important to have you know during these times but Mm -hmm. i want to but but i want to just walk back to as you said you have since you have so much time on your hand you've been able to you know be creative and also push for yourself for your career as a voice as a voiceover actress so Mm -hmm. so i I just want to just go back to the origin of what inspired you to go down this path Ooh, the origin (laughs) like every good marvel movie Um, let's go okay well i've got I've got a long story, or uh, and I've got a, a basic short summary story. So, Bring it so on. which direction Look, should I? We'll, uh, w- we'll, would you we'll like go, me to? We'll go anywhere you want to go. So bring it on. Ooh, okay. Well, let's go the scenic route. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, hmm, I don't know what high school was like for you, but mm-hmm. for me, um, high school wasn't the greatest. I. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends, um, well, real friends, I should say. Um, and I don't think I had any real friends until I was about, uh, I don't know how your, your grading system is, uh, sophomore, right? So that's year 10? Yes. Yeah. So for, for most of my high school life, I was mostly on my own. Um, I felt like, oh, uh, people thought I was weird or um, I I just didn't feel like I fit in with anybody. So um, how that relates to voiceover is that (laughs) during this time, it's it's actually um, nice because before you started recording this, uh, you brought up uh, My Little Pony and all that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So during that time, that's when I actually discovered that show. Uh, I was about 12 13 um and i i found out about the show and how it had a huge fan base it was humongous oh yeah huge um it's dying out now but um there's still really faithful people to the show and to the community but but anyway what uh what happened was i um i started watching the show because uh i I wanted to see more content with unicorns in it. <laughs> well, I had a I had a strange thing for for unicorns. I I really liked them and I just decided for myself one day, I want to watch more shows with unicorns in them. <laughs> Hang on a second, there's that My Little Pony show. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um do you remember on YouTube there was those teens react uh, people, yes. The, the teens react to this. I remember watching a video called "Teens React to Bronies." My first exposure to Bronies was was that Teens React video, kind of. But do you remember the website Omegle? 
Oh, no, I, actually, I do not. Oh, okay. So um, Omegle was a website where you could talk to strangers. And my friends and I would be very, very sneaky and naughty. And we would pretend to, uh, we would just troll random strangers on oh that Omegle site <laughs> when we were Candace. kids. <laughs> Uh, um, and I remember coming across somebody who in retrospect now, but back then I didn't know who was a brony and, um, they were talking about, uh, who, who's your favorite pony and all that or something like that. But anyway, fast forward a little bit. Um, it all hit me when I watched that teens react video. Um, and I, I thought, oh, okay, well maybe I'll, I'll give this a shot. So what I did was um, I started liking the show. I actually watched the end. I watched the finale before I watched the beginning because I wanted to see if it ends good to see if it was worth watching from the start. Of the first, of the first season? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my of the second season, actually. Oh, snap. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got really invested in the show. And then um, I started looking at fan content, actually. Um, and then I realized there was this entire culture of fan creators who were making um, fan video games, um, skits, uh, comic comic dubs, uh, um, fan dubs even. And then I real um, I came across um, a whole bunch of auditions for something that was happening at the time called. Uh, um, for a fan video game that everybody was um, hyping up for. And I remember in those auditions was um, people who are established professional VAs right now were auditioning for that stuff back when they were doing fan content. So people mm. like Kira Buckland, um, there was Brittany Lauda. Um, I also remember uh, no Now Whacking. Um, oh, okay. They, yeah, they were somebody who auditioned um, back for, for the fan content that they they had their origins in the in the My Little Pony community as well. And yeah, I gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember watching their auditions. I, I also remember somebody I looked up to, uh, Meredith Sims. Um, I haven't heard much about her recently, but Kira Buckland. Kira Buckland was the main one. Um, I remember looking through all of her videos, all of her voice acting videos, and I just thought to myself, hey, you know, like, I I can probably do do that too. I, I think that um, I can pull something like that off. So I, I started doing, uh, with my iPod Touch, uh, with the voice memo function, I would yep. record, <laughs> oh yeah, I would record really crappy impressions of characters from My Little Pony, and then I would upload them to YouTube. <laughs> and um, I started to get uh, a tiny bit of traction. Um, people were encouraging me. They were like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Um, but it would only be like one or two people. But at the time when you're starting out, one or two people is really all it takes exactly. for you to yeah, for you to keep going. And then um, eventually I started to get uh, better <laughs> with more practice. I graduated from my iPod Touch voice memos to I was recommended to use a rock band mic, um, you know, from Guitar Hero oh <laughs> or my, Band oh Hero. Oh my gosh, yeah, wh okay. what a level up, look at this. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Um, I started using uh yeah a, a band hero mic for for all my recordings. Um, I started to get more um fan work uh, specifically for the My Little Pony fandom. Um, I would um people would ask me to be in their comic dubs. People would ask me to be in their audio dramas. Um. But yeah, that's that's basically how I got started into voice acting until um, I realized around um, 13, 12, 13, um, I thought to myself, you know what, like, I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. And I really, really want to pursue it. Like, it brings me so much joy. I, I love that feeling of um, just, like, bringing a character to life and it, it bringing joy for other people like if i want to take if i want to go real talk like for real talk mm-hmm. um, circling back to um how lonely i was in high school um what that show brought to me was um, a, a group of characters because that show was about friendship and i longed for proper friendship and um, i just dove straight into that show and that's how much it means to me and it what it, what it meant to me was there were these voice actors behind these very beloved characters who who gave me who made me smile who who gave me so much hope who filled me with ideas of of what friendship is and it, it just really made me happy so with with this whole voice acting thing i always from the beginning i wanted i wanted it to be that i wanted to be on a show one day similar to what My Little Pony did for me. Then I want to be the voice behind a character that 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 reaches that one kid who is alone and it gives them a smile. You, you know what I mean? No, like that's a heartfelt thing, you know, because we, we've all been there, you know what I mean? Like we, we've all experienced things like that in any part of our lives. And, you know, and it means so much how a show can touch somebody like that, you know, and can also yeah. spark an idea and a dream mm-hmm. that, that starts, that, that gets the ball rolling to something that down the road, you're like, you know what? I can do this. And you did it at such a young age too. And the traction you got <laughs> from it, that, that's amazing. I mean, not a lot of people actually go on that direction. So you got to pat yourself on the bat for, do, <laughs> for doing that. Thank you. I, I got to say, once I first started, um, it would be really quiet, really um, inconspicuous. I didn't want my family to know. Yeah, well, the so, accent, like, wh- wh- where'd you find the time and place to record all this? <laughs> right? So I would try and come up with excuses to be um, to to be to be at home when um, people were out. And I would use that time to record on my own. But I think I was about two months in. Um, to to posting videos on YouTube until I um, I realized you know what I I really need to come out to my parents about this I I need to tell them that I've been posting that I've been um, doing doing these impressions they were just impressions to me at the start um, but yeah um, once I started being more honest to them about what I was pursuing and what made me really really happy they they started to support me a lot. Um, which was wonderful. Um, yeah. Not parents do that. No, uh, and I'm really fortunate. Um, I've been saying that a lot. I'm really fortunate to have very loving, um, accommodating parents 
who who want to support me with my dreams and my goals that yeah you know and because some parents you know will either try to bash it or they'll just look down upon you and think that you know what do you what what made you think of this crazy idea you know mm. but that, that that speaks more about how your parents are you know and, mm-hmm. and, and they just want you to be happy and they and they say you know what this is what brings you joy go on and do it mm-hmm. absolutely they also want to ground me in realism of course Some, like a parent crazy. should every time oh yeah uh my I, I have a, an Asian heritage, and for for my parents, um, I'm also a first generation here in Australia. They my parents oh. worked so hard to to be where they are to move an entire country. Um, they're from the Philippines, both of them, and uh, my mom's a, a nurse. And I don't know if you were aware, but in Filipino culture, being a nurse is what all Filipino moms want you to be. <laughs> Oh, 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 I did not know that at all. Mm, they they want you to take um, uh, classic, classic um, career, career roads. So do do nursing, be a doctor, <laughs> okay, um, be a teacher, that. So that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm really fortunate that my parents aren't aren't like that. They weren't um, strict like that what they, what they wanted was for us to be happy to make sure that we're living prosperously um and that we have the means to 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 pursue the things that we want to do i lots of honor to them i i really owe it to them <laughs> i'm speaking with candace v and you know this that's such a very very encouraging thing too you know always great to feel that that belief in your parents especially especially parents you know who come from different generations and mm-hmm. they're not they're they're being fair with you but also allowing you to do your thing mm-hmm. but also too with your path and your journey as you grew up grew older I, I want to know you know how did you continue to grow from all this because then when you're at 12 13 you saw all this growth mm-hmm. saw all this work ethic what was what was the years later after how did you progress in your career mm-hmm. well I, yeah i guess i can continue the story is that um i i don't actually think that um my parents saw it as something that was like a hobby um that that's something that brought me joy but i don't think they realized that it was something that i was serious about until I was actually producing results that that came back with returns. Um, uh, It's like my parents weren't convinced until they saw that I was actually thriving in it. And if anything, these uh, these opportunities have led to um, what it has led to. Uh, Last year, uh, going to America, getting invited to panels, hosting my own panels as well, um, which has been uh, an honor and a privilege. Um, how was that? Like, and w- was that scary? You know, just going to America like that? Oh, and then just uh, hop, uh, showing up to some convention yeah. and being in front of a whole bunch of people. <laughs> That's an experience. I mean, I, 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 I'd be shell-shocked. Oh, gosh. Um, in 2019, when I... Um, when they mentioned that last year was going to be the that last convention of its kind, like ever, um, I knew that it had to be a goal of mine to save up for America and try and go. And I had more means to do that because because my director 
um, had her own panel for our audio drama and that, um, that she wanted to give me a, a free badge for it. So I'm like, oh, okay, I've got the means, I've got the opportunity, all I have to do is work for it. And I did, that was my only goal for 2019 and I ticked it off the list and I was satisfied. <laughs> did, you, did you feel that, cause you know, if you really think about it, it was kind of like a coming of a full circle for you mm-hmm. for last year when you went to BronyCon Mm-hmm. because um, that was like what got the ball rolling for you. You know, this show sparked the idea for you to be, this is what I want to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And for you to go there in the final convention, did you feel that it was like closing that one chapter in your life? And you're like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here. And you did all this, this, that, and the third right here. Mm-hmm. And did you feel that, wow, like, Wow. Crazy. Oh my gosh. It, you are very perceptive and I really like that question. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, because yeah, absolutely. No, that was so true. I like when I think about it being that 12, 13 year old who watched all of these voice actor videos, um, the voice actors of that show being on voice acting panels, and then that inspiring me to become a voice actor. Um, along with all the, f- the fan voice actors as well. Um, and then finally, last year, actually being on a voice acting type panel and, and talking about voiceover to people. Yes, it, it definitely was that full circle feeling that, wow, I, I'm living what I have always wanted to do when, when, when this all first started. And honestly, I'm, I'm so thankful. I, I'm so grateful. And I, it was, it was great. I, I'm very, for, <laughs> I keep, fortunate is my word today. <laughs> the word of the day is fortunate. But <laughs> yeah, that's, it, um, it, it, it's, it's a, but that's that feeling you're feeling, that's good, you know, cause it's validation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. just, it's wonderful. And you should be proud of yourself for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over here for a second. You know, we were going left, but I want to go a little right for a second, if you allow me. Sure. See, right now, talk about all this growth and all this, you know, reflection of who you you were and how you Mm -hmm. are now in your growing career. But also, too, you know, there's always those roadblocks, those those, those, those cracks on the road that we stumble upon. And I would Mm -hmm. love to know of the, as you were continued to move forward with this, did you... Did you ever have any self-doubt in yourself made you or did any question any failures that popped in this? your mind throughout it made you once question your ability to continue to do this? Oh, always. <laughs> I I feel like what kind of actor are you without without having that self-doubt that, that comes now again because it's such a, a tight industry. It's such a tough Oh, industry to break shark, into shark infested waters mm, mm, absolutely and um the competition is tight so it's it's honestly i, I do sometimes uh question myself like am i am i good enough to break into the industry uh, will i ever be able to make it um i can tell you um so uh, if i started around 12 13 that 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 means that I've been at this for roughly 10-ish years. But I will say that for two of those years, I was hardly voice acting 
at all because I, I was going through something. Um, it was a bit depressing. But during that time, I, I didn't really pick up the mic. I didn't really record anything. And to me, it, it, it realistically, it's more like eight, eight-ish years of voice acting experience if I discount those two years, even though it was still very dear to my heart. Um, yeah, just outside circumstances. I, I, I didn't uh, pursue it as much as I wanted to. Um, but yeah, the, there was that time in my life. So there was outside influences. Um, and also um, when I started, I, I think when I was about 18, that's when I decided, um, okay, I'm, I'm really gonna go like at this um, professionally. So <laughs> I would say from 13 to 18, it was more, oh, I'm, I'm exploring my range. I'm exploring um, uh, like, fan stuff on, on YouTube and all that. And I still do fan stuff now, um, but I believe around 18 is when I really took it up a notch. And around about that time, I started auditioning for more um, uh, things outside of the shows that I liked. So I started auditioning for um, games and um, the constant rejection mm -hmm. from them did, did take a toll. Um, I would see who would eventually get cast in the end and I would see that, oh, um, you ended up casting this very popular person who, who has a name, who has a very great reputation. And it kind of made me think things like, ah, oh, like, man, um, it, I feel like that, that really stunted my confidence to audition for more things. Because um, I, I remember my mindset was that, oh, they're not they're not going to pick me anyway. I'm like, I'm nobody. I don't have that experience. You're already, you know, just self-defeating yourself. Honestly, I, I feel like most of my obstacles for my current voiceover journey now has always been self-sabotage, just always myself. Being That's all unsure of us. Of, oh, yeah. Being unsure of myself, um, not being confident in myself. But um Thankfully, I, I've been surrounded by wonderful people, uh, wonderful friends who are always constantly reminding me and encouraging me um, to go after my dreams, that it's, that it's worth it. Um, and my family, too, they're supporting me um, as well. It's, um, it's just having that, that network of people who are behind, who, who have my back, who, who have my sides, and they're, they're, all, they're always lifting me up. And yeah, I know for sure that because this is something that I really, really want, I know that if I, I put in the work for it, that I, it's definitely going to come back in return. Did you ever feel that you needed a backup plan? You know, oh. something to fall back on if, God forbid, you know, it doesn't come true. I mean, um, I'm actually studying my back <laughs> my backup plan right now you okay, know how then. before oh yeah um you know how before i mentioned um my parents uh, always grounding me in realism yes yeah yeah so um i remember in my senior year so year 12 for us here in australia um for t I, I guess three quarters of the entire year i was hell-bent on doing animation um when i when i went to university um, to study animation, um, I guess in college in America, um, I wanted to do that. Yep. 
Oh, yeah, because my logic was, well, if I don't get into like、uh, voice acting opportunities, I'm just going to make them myself by learning how to animate. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to put me in, I'll do it myself. <laughs> that was my mindset、um, until suddenly. Um, in the last quarter of my senior year, I realized, hang on a second, maybe this isn't、um, a good idea after all. And、um, if I may be frank、uh, with you,、um, actually,、um, and completely honest with you, what happened was I, I actually really prayed about it、mm. um, during that time. I was like, what do I do about like, my studies? Where do I go?、Um, what's the right decision? And then、um, my parents had, be, had been helping me out. And they recommended, you know, why don't you、uh, take up teaching、um, to, to study as, as that backup plan? Because what you can do is you study your backup plan, you have the qualifications, and if you're really passionate about what you love, you'll continue to do that side by side and you'll continue to, to thrive in that area. You'll, you'll continue to make time for it in addition to having these studies.、Um, And, and that's what I did. That's, that's what I am doing.、Um, I'm currently,、um, but yeah, I, I'm currently studying a bachelor's of education degree and a bachelor's of arts. So I'm studying film and I'm studying teaching, high school teaching at the same time. Oh, okay. So that, yeah. So technically, I'm a, a, I'm a high school teacher of, of sorts.、Wow. Um, I've had、that. a few. <laughs> yeah,、um, I've had a few placements, so I've had a I've had a dip into that world.、Um, it's very hard. It's very <laughs> I hard can't imagine. Oh gosh, like they're they're the underrated heroes. Honestly, teaching is a very noble noble job. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Mm hmm. And um, it really opened my eyes to to what they go through, having to handle um.、Uh, So many different personalities in one classroom and trying to teach at the same time. It's、oh, wow, they're super humans, honestly.、Um, but yeah, so I, I'm doing teaching. That's my backup plan. But if anything, voiceover is, is the dream, it, it is the goal. And the only reason why I'm doing teaching is、um, yes, there's benefits to it and there's satisfaction in helping. People helping helping the next generation, and I, I love that. I absolutely love that. But voiceover will, voice acting will always be what I always wanted to do. I'm speaking with Candace B. If you guys are enjoying this and you just wanted to follow her and see what she's been up to, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at, at CandaceFaithV. That's Instagram, Twitter at CandaceFaithV. And now, and you, you brought it up before、mm-hmm. how you prayed、mm-hmm. the, at a time when you were just trying to figure yourself out. The、mm-hmm. one thing about when I was just w- learning more about you, I noticed、mm-hmm. in your Instagram stories, you put a lot of, a lot of、uh, just inspirational, motivational prayers. And so I would actually would love to know more about your relationship with your faith. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to.、Um, well, um, my, my faith was 
wow, uh, you know, now that I say it out loud, it, it occurred around the same time that I started voice acting. Huh. <laughs> what a coincidence. Look at this. Yeah. Well, um, I've always grew, um, grown up in a Christian environment. My, um, my dad's a pastor now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't always that way. My dad wasn't always a pastor. He was, um, that, that's only a recent thing. Uh, by recent, I mean, probably like 10 years ago. I actually don't remember. <laughs> it's been that long. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've happily used that term, the pastor's kid, to give people the basic lowdown of where I'm at. But um, I didn't come to my faith, like to uh, properly into a relationship with God um, until I was 13, because um, I was going through that, that loneliness um, in high school. Um, experiencing that rejection, that that idea of feeling different, feeling weird from everyone else, because because I had grown up in a Christian environment, it, I felt like it was very easy for me to to know about Jesus, to know about God, and all that um, and all that stuff. Um, but my parents, they were always adamant about it's always my decision, it's my decision to make. Um, it wasn't something that they forced on me. It was something that they would always expose me to, but they always made sure that it was ultimately my decision to go for it. And I made that decision when I was um, in, it, when I was 13, I remember being in my room. I remember just being at my wits end, really. Um, it, yeah, I, I was real in a really unhappy place. But then that's when um, I found God. That's when I realized that he was always there for me. And um, I started reading these books um, like that, that would help me with my devotion. Um, and I, I would keep reading them. And it really helped my relationship with, with God that I never experienced before, like going to Sunday school, going, um, just going to church every Sunday. It's really something different knowing about that stuff. And then it's something else entirely when you're actually experiencing that relationship. You know what I mean, right? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I really, I really commend your parents because that's the way anyone should find Christ. You know, never, mm -hmm. never shove it down someone's throat because that's just going to, that's just going to make anyone just steer away from it. Our journey is our own. Right? No, exactly. Our journeys are our own. And we all find a way to see God in our own direction, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, we go in those dark places, you know, where we mm -hmm. wonder about so much, we question a lot. And then the only thing we do it after is eventually, you, when you feel you can't move no more, you know, you just put your hands mm -hmm. up and just said, take me, you know, be, be mm -hmm. that well, you know, I'm, I'm your tool. And, mm -hmm. and it means a lot how you, especially you at such a young age, you know, because <laughs> usually a lot of people, it, it, it takes them, you know, in their 20s, in their 30s, you know, but in such a young age for you to open yourself and say, you know, this is what I want, you know, not because my parents, are, my parents are a pastor, not because they're shoving it in my throat. I want to do this for myself. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that, that, and that's really beautiful to hear about. <laughs> Honestly, it really was one of the most, it is 
one of the most beautiful things that are you know, that happened to me that is happening to me and um thank you for letting me um open up about that stuff i i love talking about it um but yeah and uh, with that um I, i've been growing i, I guess um been continuing trying to trying to live my <laughs> my life um one day at a time oh yeah um i am um, it was about a couple of years ago now that i um but yeah, and I've been serving in my church for a while. I was the, the Sunday school helper until eventually now I'm actually in charge of the children's ministry at my church. Wow. Um, oh, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> with, oh, those gosh, young rug was... with those young rats, come on. They're, they're gentle. <laughs> they're gentle. <laughs> I mean, I love the kids. I love them so much. But uh, sometimes you just <laughs> get down on your knees and you're like, God, <laughs> it's, it was definitely a different side to ministry. Like um, I felt like there was a difference between helping and then actually leading a ministry that it, it, there's so much, it felt like a lot of pressure, you know, as um, there's more eyes on you. There's more, um, I don't really know how to describe it, but I just know that I, I've had a really tough time uh, handling this ministry. Cause for one thing, I, I don't have qualifications. Um, it's a, we're a very small church as well. So we're mostly built on volunteers. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'm also um, on our, on our, on our music team, on our worship team. Um, <laughs> I do backup. Um, oh, we got the pipes too. Oh my goodness. Oh no. I, oh I mean, my goodness, Candace. No. Uh, sometimes I worship lead, but that's not something that I, I'm flexing. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, it's 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 um when you serve, there's more there's more eyes on you. <laughs> it's um more you got to live your life with integrity more because you're in that position. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it, I feel like a, a lot of my family are, are in um, the leadership. I mean, there's my dad's um, one of the pastors at our church. Then there's my mom who's the pastor's wife. My, my older brother is currently leading the youth ministry. And then, and then I'm doing the kids ministry. It's a whole family <laughs> team. Look at this. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, it's it's um so i i do get to rely on my parents and get advice um from them about what it takes to to be to to lead i i suppose um but back on the worship team thing um <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean like i i want to say thank you but also like i'm surrounded by incredibly talented musicians who sing so angelically and they're so good at what they do and I, i'm just here like i'm just your support like I, i'm here if you need me <laughs> But um, yeah, my my church fam are are my are my actual family. They're, they're family to me, and I I'm grateful to them. Now, I I want to ask you this for yourself, you know, because you're a balance of your faith and your career. Now, mm. and you know, sometimes when you do stuff in your career, there's some things that they would say you need you to do this, that, and the third. And some of us will be like, oh, you know, I. Personally, I don't like to do this and that because mm. it goes against what I believe in. So how do you mm. balance that for yourself? 
You know, how do you how do you combine the two and to make sure that they're both even together? Ooh, I really like your questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it has been something that I've been struggling with for for a while um, because uh, I would always like um, stand before before God. I would ask, I would pray, I would be like, is this what you want me to do? Is voiceover really what you want me to do? Is this the area that you want me to be in? Um, like, do you want me to be in teaching instead? Do you, do you want me to be somewhere else? Um, because I know that it's something that I've always wanted, but the question is, God, like, is this something that you want yes. for me? Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I remember what happened um, this one time. Um, it was around 2018, so two years ago, um, when I really started to take my voiceover career in a more professional direction, um, is that I, I remember having this devotion, um, and it it spoke to me so much about, um, because I had been cry, cry, crying out about like, oh, what do I do with my voiceover career? Is this what you want from me, God? Um, and then I remember he, he spoke to me through that word. It was, um, uh, I, it, it was the one about um, selfish ambition and something about vain conceit or something like that. I think it was in Philippians. I, I, ooh. <laughs> this is why I write it down in a book because I don't it's remember. Okay. None of us are perfect with our verses. I know I'm not. <laughs> yeah um but anyway yeah i had a devotion about it because the voiceover industry um as i'm sure that you've been exposed to as well it's a very self-led industry it's mostly about like me and um look at me look at me when really as as people who follow christ we're meant to make it about him um that through us we're a vessel to reflect that glory back to him and in in voiceover it can be very um uh challenging to not take all um all of the glory all of the credit for myself and it it's this balance of uh yes i'm trying to promote myself i'm trying to promote my business um but at the same time i have to remember that it's um, to put God in the center of it all. And what he told me in my devotion was my, my voice acting, my voiceover, I, I, I basically got validation to like, yes, this is the area that I want you to, to go forth in. But you have to know that it's, it's a community thing. It's not about you. It's not about yourself, but it's about, it's always about raising other people up. It's always about, giving voice to the voiceless it's always about using your talent and and reflecting it back to him um so i guess that's what um uh, uh, the the balance and trying to challenge it uh, trying to <laughs> the the challenge of trying to balance my faith and and my career um uh, one of my main struggles actually because you know how i brought up the the whole children's ministry thing yes um uh, was uh, I was battling, um, okay, um, I'm in charge of this ministry. Um, it requires 100% of my attention and devotion to make it thrive. But the thing is, also in my heart was my career. And I also want to be able to give 100% 
to to my passion to my Ooh, dream right but then there's this ministry that i have to take care of as well and i'm only one human being and um i'm also studying at the same time as well i want to do well in my studies and i want to be a good daughter as well i want to give time to my family and, and to my brothers um i remember i was going through this crisis of like i felt like it had to be one or the other it's either my voiceover career or it's either ministry and i i i was torn at the idea that um because you know when they say like when you're called you go yes. and i was um people were telling me that like oh you're called to the kids ministry like this 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 is your thing but then i i, I was also faced with this um this worry this doubt this huge fear that i had that like does this mean that i have to i have to stop pursuing voiceover do i have to stop pursuing voice acting if this is if the children's ministry is what i'm supposed to be all about um it, and i'm being honest to you about that i'm not very vocal about this <laughs> this i appreciate this, this. yeah but i, I was um that was a challenge for me. And I, um, I would open up about it to my friends, to, to my youth pastor, to, to some of my leaders. Um, but I, I honestly felt like it had to be one or the other. And I don't remember how I got over it, but I, I'm at this point where um, I knew it was one of another, another devotion that I had where yes, continue pursuing voiceover continue pursuing voice acting because this is the area which i have put you um in regards to children's ministry well that's i feel like i've <laughs> honestly put that on the back burner at the moment because of all of the covid stuff uh, so yeah, like everybody else it, yes oh yeah it feels like i haven't been i haven't had to think about it for a while and i reckon when church becomes um public again and when people can start coming back to church and it's not online church anymore um i feel like i'm probably gonna have this conflict again maybe <laughs> for now um, who knows um all i know is is that because church is online i i haven't really had to had to think about um my ministry as much <laughs> um i have been helping my brother with his youth ministry online which i which i am very passionate about and i'm very happy it, it's still the idea of passing on to the next generation and um guiding them and mentoring them with with their faith as well i'm talking with candace v as y'all can fully see we've been having a good chat about her career her faith and just about her and the, the journey that she's been so far in her life. And as we're getting close to the end, I know you before you told me about a voice actress in the Brony community that, you know, was inspired you, but you didn't really talk about other voice actors and actresses that you look at and you're like, I want my career to be just like this, that, and the third. Have there been any? Ooh, I mean, well, Tara Strong was definitely one of the. Oh, gee, um, yes. Oh yeah, um, one of the main inspirations because her, um, she was the voice of Twilight, and yes. people told me that um, they really like my Twilight impression. Um, and when I started studying and researching more about voiceover and voice acting, I I would look into her life, her um, what she's done to to make it where she is. 
right now. And then um, what I <laughs> what I did was um, when people told me that I um, that I can do a, a somewhat of a good Twilight impression, I, I decided, hang on. Um, if I can do what Tara Strong does, then I should try practicing um, the other voices that she can do too. So, and I guess that's how I started practicing more. That um, I would I would research into Tara's career, and then I would find her characters, and then I would try and just copy them, and then just build on my range and just keep practicing. So there's Tara Strong, um, who I really look up to. Um, I, and then with, with all of that, there's also Mark Hamill, there's, there's Dee Bradley Baker, there's Gray Delisle, um, who, who was Azula, um, in Avatar. (laughs) That's so dope. Yeah. Um, but on a, um, I guess on a more, uh, I would say indie level, even though she's super established right now. Yeah. There is Kira Buckland because it was through her, I identified myself as, hang on, I'm a fan and I can do what she does. And she's a fan. And now look at her now. She's, she's um, doing casting directing now. She's in official shows. So when I look at her, um, I think to myself, I started similar to the way that she, do- that, that she did. And I want to be where she's at, like, like right now. Um, and uh also, uh, another one that um, who's been a huge inspiration to me as well is Gabe Kunda. <laughs> um, he, I remember coming across his voiceover videos on Instagram because I just wanted more um, voiceover content on my feed, and I found him, and he was drilling out all of these really cool voice acting videos. And then when I look at how his his career has has bloomed, has shined now and um how he also has kept god in the center of it all it really inspires me as well like he's he's doing commercials for christopher nolan for ava duvernay he's um he's he's also doing dubbing roles he's he's voicing in animations as well and he he started also by doing voice acting in his college dorm um and posting videos on instagram and I that that's really validating to me because it's it's like well I I'm starting similar to the way that they're starting and now look at them so yeah I have absolute stars in my eyes <laughs> everyone starts somewhere and it's always good to have those people you know just to, just to know that you know seeing them and where they are at the end of the tunnel you're like I, I want to be there too and if they mm-hmm. can do it I definitely know that I can do it mm-hmm you I would know. ask the same thing to you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, I, I know that. I, I know that. I, 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 just like you, I see the people I, I, that I, I know can do this, and God, God be by my side. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll make it there, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. We both, we both will. I, I know this fully true. Hey, hey, yeah, I would, I would give you an internet like handshake. You, you know how you <laughs> grab, grab the hands and then you shake it. <laughs> I'll give you power right there. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, mm-hmm. done. Now, everyone, <laughs> Candace, Candace, I appreciate you giving me your time. I this has been a fantastic chat. I think that a lot of the people who know you and love you probably learned more about you in this, and it was so, it was so very great to talk with you. 
Yeah, thank you too, Ron, for, for your time and for being so open and compassionate and considerate. Thank you. But before I, before I let you go, the Ooh. last thing we always do on getting real okay. is okay. This, this last part we all, that we always do is the shout out, where we give love and support to the people <gasps> that have been by our side who have picked us up when we couldn't walk any further. The floor oh. is yours. Let it loose. Oh, G- dang. Oh, I love so many people. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay. Um, if, if I miss out on your name, please don't, uh, don't take it personally, but, but, but you're in my heart. Um, so obviously there's my family, there's my parents, there's my brothers um, from, from my church life. Um, Got to hand it to um, Jabel, Christine, um, Ira, my girls. Thank you um, for being my accountability and support um, in in the voice acting. Um, and then there's my best friends as well outside of church. There's Caitlin, and then there's Alex. Um, Caitlin has always had my back. I love that girl. Um, she's also my accountability partner as well. Um, and then there's the voice acting world as well. Um, gotta give a shout out to my longest friend ever, uh, Paxton. You've always been there for me since the beginning. Um, and then Melina and, and, and Maddie and Kenneth and Haley and Spencer and <laughs> who else we got? Then there's, oh, man. oh yeah. There's the Instagram homies. There's, uh, <laughs> Ooh, Tom. Tom Shock, um, and then we got um, Jalen and Chase, Chase as well. You've always been a real one. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> the pressure to think of so many people. <laughs> uh, I think that's all. I mean, I would shout out all of your handles, but oh, and Ron as well. <laughs> please, please. And and the last thing, and this is for you. If Candace now mm-hmm. can tell young Candace, who mm-hmm. was alone, who didn't have a real drive in herself and just didn't have an idea who she was, mm-hmm. now where you are now, what would you tell yourself back then? Hmm. Well, to to make it quick, the first thing that popped into my mind is it gets better. It always gets better. Yeah. My name is Ronald E. Smith. This is Candace D. And y'all, I think we got real. Thank you very much. Like, share, and subscribe. And I'll see you.